This is Manny De La Cruz, and I just want to thank you for listening to this podcast. So I can see that the trends on LinkedIn are kind of changing Uh, for a lot of folks that are in school. You're either about to start back up your semester uh, or you already have. I can see folks have, uh, you know, been posting about the internships that they finished. And now uh, people are getting back at it. And another thing that I'm noticing, too, is all these uh, national organizations, uh, SHIP and SUI and NSBE have started to uh, promote their uh, national conventions. So uh, really, I love this time of the year myself. Uh, Internally here, we've started to have our uh, team captain meetings and preparing to go on campus into some of these national conferences also. So the next couple of topics, I'm probably gonna break this up into two parts and we're gonna be talking about interviewing in general. And in the first part, we'll break up, uh, talk about methodology and we'll talk about the STAR method of answering questions. Uh, And this is really around uh, a methodology that can work with any interview, really. And then we're going to talk about the specifics of behavioral based interviewing. Uh, I'm going to break down exactly what is meant by that and really kind of try and paint a picture of what a recruiter is wanting to get from a hour long conversation with you. to interview and uh, hopefully you have a plan and um, you have a method to how you want to answer the questions that are about to come at you. I, as an interviewer, I like to start my interviews, you know, with some introductory information, but right when I get to the letting people know what's about to happen for the next 45 minutes to an hour, I like to kind of check and see if folks are uh, familiar with the STAR method. Um, I'm one of those uh, interviewers that uh, that uh, I think it's fair to kind of talk about what we're going to do, but that might not be the case for you, right? You might be going just straight into an interview and someone's going to start asking you some uh, behavioral type questions or just questions about tell me a time when, in other words, they're questions where they're going to be looking for specific examples in your past. And you got to think of a way to uh, answer these and, and primarily most companies that are out there hiring probably probably adapt the star method or some form of it and essentially star it's just an acronym and so what does it mean it's uh, it stands for situation task action and results it's just a way that you should be thinking about uh, ordering the response to any type of interview question so i kind of want to take the take some time here to kind of break those down and see if i can paint a picture for you as to Uh, what a recruiter is trying to do uh, and how you can help them by putting your order, your questions in in this order. So when we look at the first part, situation. So a huge part of what's being evaluated during your interview is your ability to communicate information, right? Especially if you're going after some sort of, uh, if you're in STEM, the way you communicate has to vary, right? You need to be able to communicate with all levels of an organization from someone who doesn't have a degree or doesn't have any idea of what what you do, but might be supporting some of your work all the way to potentially a CEO. So, so in this 
in the in lining up the situation that you were in okay uh, you got to be thinking like uh, like a, a storyteller some of the best storytellers can get you to an incredible uh, uh, description of some world or or area or put you in a mind frame and make you feel like you're there all with words and that's really what your first goal should be under the uh, situation portion of answering can you explain what you did to anybody is is something that you need to be asking yourself and you have to have an ability to break down some of the more complex and detailed information again even if you're going into a technical into a technical role you can't always assume that during your time at this job you're only going to be dealing with people who uh, are that are at the same level as you or who under who have an engineering degree or a science degree and that understand that information right you have to uh, take it upon yourself to try and communicate right to this uh, interviewer that you have the ability to break down complex pieces of information and explain them to anybody right so the way you are able to frame the situation of what's happening uh, the better off that you're going to be. So you just painted a beautiful picture of where you were at, the kind of group that you were working within, and you've given the, the interviewer a, a very clear idea of the situation that you were put in. Now we got to get down to the work that you actually did. Right. And before you can actually talk about the work, you need to be very clear as to what the task that you were going to do was. What was your portion of that project you were working on, on that uh, on that uh, research you were doing, on the on the master plan that was being put together by the by the team? You have to now let that interviewer know that you were extremely clear on what you had to do. Right. What exactly did was success going to look like at the end and 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 really what the problem that you were that you were needing to solve. OK. And 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 here is the portion where you also if, if you if you didn't have a clear understanding of what your task was, you should highlight uh, how you sought clarification for that. Right. That you didn't just start doing uh, without really knowing which way you were headed, right? So here is, is, is really a continuation of the situation portion, but it is separate, right? You have to make sure that that interviewer knows exactly what you were doing and that you understood the value of the contributions that you were about to partake in. Actions to me is really where you you can really sink into into your story and really now just take it a couple of different directions. Right. So actions should have a couple of different flavors. One is, do you have a way of organizing yourself? Right. So you were presented with a problem. You knew what your ta- what your tasks are. And now you're about to go tackle that work. OK, so what actions did you take? And the first one that I, that, that is good to kind of make ties for that interviewer is reflection on your current 
uh, schoolwork or past experiences, right? As a as a way to help you organize yourself. And it can be simple like, hey, I'm, I'm very visual, so I like to draw these things out. Or, hey, uh, I, uh, I like to put my hands on stuff. So the first thing I did was went out and did a field visit. Uh, or, hey, look, I'm one to do reading first. I need to know the facts. So uh, I read up on some information. I reviewed some past data. And, and maybe it's a combination of that, right? But here in the action steps, listing out how you organize yourself can be a very valuable exercise because you got to be thinking as an interviewer, if I hear somebody tell me the method to their madness and problem solving, I can be thinking in my head, hey, they could, could this methodology translate to any problem in my company, right? But I have to know, and and there isn't one right methodology. There's so many. That's the thing. We all solve different, there's always First of all, there's multiple answers to a single problem and different people organize themselves in different ways. So can you vocalize your method? And if you're able to, not only are you going to highlight that, but you're also going to continue to build a strong story on your ability to uh, communicate it. Another thing that that, that is great to kind of highlight in the action portion is your ability to gather resources, right? Did you have an appreciation for all the written material that was going to help you? Did you have an appreciation for who the internal resources were? Uh, people, right? Who were your peers, other uh, new engineers or other interns or other departments? Uh, did you have an idea of who the subject matter experts were? Uh, and not just, and I'm not talking subject matter experts, typically, and one thing that I hear people do, and which is great and is good, is that they start talking about all the experience and senior technical folks within their uh, their group or that were available to them that they were able to go talk to, to kind of uh, talk through the problem and get some guidance. But there's also a bunch of, depending on the on the area that you're working in, there's probably a lot of uh, what we call, what we'll say like non-degreed individuals, technicians, uh, especially like in a manufacturing site where I where where I started, that you have operators and machinists and inspectors and and quality control people and mechanics and and electricians that you uh, could gain or probably could have gained a ton of knowledge from to help you probably solve your problem. So again, resource identification as an action step within your situation is 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 going to it pays off your ability to uh to do that, right? Cuz again, if you think about uh, me as an interviewer when I'm hearing somebody tell me about this, again, I'm looking can this type of behavior, right? Hence the behavioral interview is this person has a method to their madness to organize and they like and they do a resource inventory before, you know, as part of their action step, man, that's huge, right? Alternatively, right, uh, you could think like, hey, that's the per- like one of the more stronger answers versus like, hey, well, I just, you know, worked really hard and I made sure that I was uh, uh, managing my workload and that I had alignment with my boss. All those are fair. I'm just saying there, again, the di- you're looking for di- differentiators within an interview. Um, so those are kind of the two two uh, flavors that I like to tell people that can elevate the strength of your response, right? Can you explain 
the methodology to your organization, how you organize yourself. Are you self-aware of, your, of, of, of the type of learner that you are? And do you have a method to organize and break down the problem? And two, do you do a resource identification inventory, as I, as, as I like to call it? Did you, did you look at the people? Did you look at the paper? Did you look at all your internal resources and also external, right? Like, hey, if you're like with us at work at ExxonMobil, we're, we're a global company. So did I have the thought process or does someone have the thought process to see beyond their, their, their walls, right? Again, I kind of talked about other departments, but what about other plants or other parts of the business that might be able to help you? Again, that's a very, that to me is the differentiator between a good answer and a great answer. So you gave me your actions, right? You told me specifically, you, you, or, or me, <laughs> I'm already putting myself in that mind from as an interview, or you've told that interviewer, hey, these are the actions that I took, right? You gave, the, the, again, we talked about the differences in answer. The more traditional one is just a, a answering it for what it was. You know, I, I made a spreadsheet or I ran lab tests and I documented results. I, you know, went out in the field and took measurements, right? There's the, the, the very prescriptive version of actions. But within that, like I, I mentioned, hey, there is a, a difference between good and great about being clear about your methodology and being clear about your ability to do resource identification. So now the last part, results. Okay. So at the end of the day, what happened, right? What was the end? Did you have an appreciation for what success looked like? Did you accomplish everything that you were setting out to do? If you didn't, uh, this is a good one to to kind of talk about your your ability to self-reflect to say, hey, uh, at the end of my project and where I wanted to be versus where I was didn't line up. But this is what I learned. Right. Or no. Hey, everything was a success. We accomplished everything we wanted to. And then some. Uh, this is definitely the place to talk about quantities and impact. Right. If there was increase in sales or increase in, in, pr- in production or increase in reliability, the, this is definitely the place for you to communicate your ability to do business speak. Right. Or, or especially if, you, if you're if you are trying to interview uh, for an area that you have prior experience with. Right. Highlight your ability to operate in that space um, professionally. Um, do you have a a a good grasp of what you accomplished or and do you have uh, uh, the know-how or do you understand what's going to happen next what are the next steps with your project right so you're if you didn't finish or if you were just a small piece of the puzzle what's next right what is your group that you're leaving behind going to continue to do or what is the next intern going to do all these uh, your answer in the results portion of the question Let's uh, people understand your ability to validate or put a value, right? Not only validate, that was the wrong word, value what you did, but also do you have forward thinking as to what's next? So there you have it, right? There's the thing called the STAR method. Situation, tasks, the actions, and the results. Simple little acronym. But there is a huge difference between a standard, basic, just hitting the categories type of answer to your questions. And then there's a great answer. 
right? So what I've tried to do here in the last few minutes is to kind of give you some tips and pointers on how to take your questions from, uh, how to take your answers from good to great. Remember, it's all about the details. It's all about how you're able to communicate information, tell your story, and clearly and concisely help that recruiter get to the essence of who you are and ultimately match you with a position within their company. Uh, It's easy for me to say that just in a few seconds, but it does take a ton of practice and some intentional review of what your game plan is ahead of recruiting season. So next time, what we're going to talk about is I'm going to break down the intent behind behavioral based questioning and really give you a hopefully a different way to think about it and hopefully give you uh, uh, some tips on how to better prepare for that other than just studying and trying to answer as many questions as you can ahead of time believe it or not there is a a method to the overall madness uh and and i'm going to try and give you the insights on our next episode and i hope that you join me again I appreciate all those that are listening, all those that are sharing. Please share this with your with your clubs, with your peers. Uh, feel free to sh- share it on LinkedIn, Instagram, uh, wherever. As always, I am always open to feedback. I am always open to having one-on-one discussions with you. I've already managed to have a couple of those where people actually reached out, messaged me on LinkedIn. We set up some time, had a 30-minute to an hour conversation to follow up on some of these topics. I love doing that, and I would hope that you would take me up on it. Again, uh, I look forward to our next topic and look forward to you joining me.